When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, along with the elusive Baco. How are you, sir? Hello? Is this thing on? Hello? Yeah, hi, this is Rob. Yes, Rob! I'm glad you could join us, too, on this conference call. I uh, just want to let you inform you. I'm sorry to let you know this last minute, but Baco will not be able to join us today for your special episode from being a very valuable uh member of our audience by contributing $50 to our GoFundMe. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. But it's, it's going to be you and me today. Is that okay? So is, is Baco's late or? No, he's, or... Not gonna, he's not going to be here at all. So you're going to get my full attention and it's just going to be you and me, a special edition, Cobras and Fire. Oh, he's not, he's not on the show. Is he, it, did something, is, is he in the hospital? No, he's just a, uh, he, oh, thank this God. The 3rd, God of July, 3rd of July. This is the only time we could do this. And he apparently is the only person that is actually working on the 3rd of July. Um, so, yeah. So it's just you and me, full attention, $50 worth. Uh, everybody, it's it's Rob Underwood, the world's largest Rory Erickson fan. Welcome to the show. Well, it, well that I mean, uh, see, I'm, I mean, it's 50 bucks, And that was, you know, Baco experience was really what I was looking for. Yeah, and it's, you know the loose cannon, it, but yeah. So, you're, you're so do I get a refund or you know what's refund to what? You want twenty five bucks back? What, half? No, no. Uh, Forty would do it, I think. So you're saying um, I'm, I'm valued at ten out of the fifty? I'm rounding up. 
Okay, yeah. you do realize this is my show. I can I could dump you right now. Listen, we just started. We did the contributor thing, but I already have your money, motherfucker. It's you not get that. Your, it's not your show. Come on, Baco's the. Yeah, it's that's okay. Okay, tell you what, let's 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 just try this and we'll see how it goes. So today's theme is going to be loose, drunk, and angry, and it's based uh, on the loud, drunk, and angry show. No, we're not going to do that. Uh, today's theme is going to be punk rock. Punk rock reunion bands. Yes. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. No. Okay. No. No, just the punk rock. Um, uh, we play a little here. Bad Religion. We've played some. Uh, I don't know. Very little, though. You're right. There's been a little. There, it, it has been. There's there's been more UFO than there has been on punk rock. <laughs> Did we ever play UFO? I think we just made fun I, of them. I think you have. I think it was the 14th episode, if I remember correctly. <laughs> there was so. way too much UFO. All right. All there's right. been at least one. to start with kind of what what you like the most or what attracts you to certain punk bands because my whole thing has always been the lack of not, not all the time but some bands do it but the lack of a guitar solo or it's just not, I mean I know I know the whole thing about punk is supposed to be stripped down all that kind of stuff but um, and then a lot of times it's like the same exact drum beat <laughs> like Bad Religion right. I like Bad Religion but it's like almost the you could put a drum track to every Bad Religion song almost yep the uh, stuff like that but so break it down what, what attracts you to the genre um, I, you know, usually it's big hooks, um, uh, but fast, fast moving songs. They're almost all, yeah, the exact same tempo, four, four beat at least. And, uh, guitars are usually good. Uh, it's, you know, it gets in, it gets out. It's high energy, gets you pumping and you know, you go from there. I, you know, I, I kind of disagree with bad religion. I mean, they have solos in almost every song. I, that's uh, what I say. That one of the, that's one of the exceptions. You know, Brett Gerowitz is yep. always killing it, doing something. So, right. I, I'm saying like the the typical like uh, you know maybe it was I got soured from the '80s punk. I definitely like the the later like '90s and and uh, and things like that. Like I never got into like the give me some bands from the '80s that kind of like oh god I don't even know. Uh, I mean that that's when you had the stuff like I mean just making it up. I guess you'd have like Dead Kennedys and maybe early misfits. I, I don't know. I mean I didn't really listen to it in the '80s. And I never. It, it's not really a genre that you go backwards real well. Because the production is so that's, shitty. That's what it was. I'm sorry. It. Thank you for mentioning that. That was what it was, is the production was so fucking awful on those yeah. early stuff that that's what turned me on. Because I like that big sound and things like that. And they have that now. It, yeah, a lot of them do. And, and a lot of the ones that came up in the in the 90s, uh, production became a much bigger deal, especially thinking of bands, like, you know, like before. Newfound Glory was, was pretty well produced after about their second or third album. Um and then a lot when Warp Tour took off, and then it really punk became a a money making uh, genre. Then, then you got the the good um, productions going on, and everything got a lot fuller. Oh, and what bigger. year was the first? Is that about the same year time as Lollapalooza? Or when did that kick off? 
Uh, I think it was after Lollapalooza, but not by much. Um, 93, 94, something like that. Was yeah, I think it was, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it probably was around then. Maybe 95. I don't remember exactly when the first one was. but Don't come here for facts, people. Just for Don't opinions. come here for facts. Yes. I don't, yeah, I, obviously, and I, you know, I, could, I could bring up the Wikipedia machine, but um, I don't want to. I'll do it later. It's fine. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, and, you know, the thing with having Warped Tour is you'd have like 80 bands on the bill and they'd be playing on like seven different stages. So there was no way to see all of them. And there were all these bands that you never heard of. And it, it was, you know, there's a lot of really bad punk out there. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So just like it, any, it, any genre, but especially that amount of bands, you're like, you know, that the, there's only a five to 10% at tops quality yeah. percentage of those things. Oh yeah, absolutely. But Hey, why don't we, why don't we go into more about this in a second? Well, why don't you, uh, you know, Part of this the show is we want to always kind of sell you on bands that maybe you know, maybe you hear a little more deep tracks and things like that. Why don't we? I know you have some concert stories coming up, but I want to kind of jump into a song to start out with. What you got? What do you want to feature? The Menzingers have a new album called After the Party that's pretty kick ass, um, and they're kind of on that kind of post punk edge. And uh, I think we should play Charlie's Army. Yeah, the the album you shared with me has "Party" in the title. I don't remember the whole title. 
Uh, yeah, it's um, after the party, right? After the party. There you go. Yep. Yeah. After the party. Yeah, they've been around for a while. 2006, I think, on uh, Epitaph. Um, Brett Gerowitz of Bad Religion fame oh, discovered them and did not know kinda, that. Did not know. Yeah. That. Yeah. He, and of course, you know, anybody on Epitaph is basically tied to Brett Gerowitz in one way or another. So he's he's brought a lot of bands to us. And what cheers a, to that. Yeah. What I mean, I, obviously the famous one that he made uh, his mint forever was Offspring. I think that was right in the beginning of his his uh, career as a label owner, if I remember right. It was, yeah. He just absolutely. like, what did that sell, like five million? He's like, I'm good. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, uh, what other ones besides Menzingers, though? Can you think of any on, the, on top of your head? I, the only one I can think of offhand was Ruth Ruth, which was a uh, um, mid-90s punk band that got somewhat big. And actually, the guys are still around because I saw them on a flyer recently. But um, I know Brett was had them because he co-wrote some other songs, and uh, he I I can't even imagine I I know there has to be tons that he has worked with. Uh, I know he's done stuff with No Effects and with um, Rancid, uh, L Seven. He's he's he gets all. Oh, he did L Seven too. That's yeah, cool. no use for a name. So he worked with Ooh, them. We might a have lot. to play something by them. I have, I haven't played them for at all on the show. Maybe later I'll get a pick. <laughs> Who, L7? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They That's a good choice. Them. Yeah. But you know what? Why don't, we, why don't we do it right now? I'm going to pull an audible. How about we, what about, uh, what do you think about shit list?
All right, everyone, that was L7 off the debut album. Well, the one that made their famous. I think they had one before it called Smell the Magic. And the Bricks Are Heavy, which uh, that's the one that people know them from, for. But Shitlist, good good band. And they had, they. I, I like their album titles because you've got Smell the Magic, Bricks Are Heavy, which I think is alluding to the fact that they are women and, and they're very weak. And the other one is Hungry for Stink, which is an excellent title for an album. Wouldn't you say? There's a lot of smelling going on with all seven. It's, it's lifting, concerning. It's lifting, smelling, and that kind of goes into a conversation we had right before we started the show that I'd like to like to go over with you. Yes? Yeah, go ahead. Now, uh, not punk, but brand new music, so we just want to discuss it because it has to do with funny titles. Stone Sour's new album. Yes. Hydrograd. Hydrograd. So to begin with, do you know what the, the origin of that title is? No. Okay, so Hydrograd is not a real word. It's something that that I guess Corey Taylor saw on a sign somewhere in Europe while about to get onto a train, and he thought that's the word he saw. And he said, that's a cool word, and he wrote it down. That's going to be the name of my next album. That turns out it wasn't a, good, a real word, kind of like fruitation. And... <laughs> Uh, instead of fruition, and but he said, "Fuck it, I'm 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 going with it." Mm-hmm. So that, that's the that's the title. What do you that's, think of that? That's pretty good. I uh, <laughs> I think maybe this one was not a concept album then, unless the concept was that uh, Corey Taylor can't read. <laughs> that's right. Corey, that was the first title. Corey Taylor can't read. Corey went, Taylor can't read. They went with Hydrograd. But my God, I mean, look at the name of these these titles, these songs. And you know, I'm a big fan of. Now I, I need to come clean uh, because you busted my balls about how I couldn't figure out. Uh, the uh, Taipei person, Alati. Alati. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Taipei personality. So he's having a lot of fun, having a lot of fun with me and everybody else. Just call it Taipei personality. I, I don't need the the enunciation, uh, you know, whatever. But well, he we, does. He does in the song though. He sings Taipei person drinking Alati. So he actually does kind of try to switch it up a little bit. But I have no idea what any of that's about. <laughs> 75. 75 and running out of road. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so some of these these song titles are, you know, at this point in in the history of music, it's hard to have original song titles. <laughs> you start, there's tons of repeating, you know. and But I don't think there's ever been a song called Knievel Has Landed. That's a solid, solid uh, original track. You've got yep. the misspelling of, of Fabulous, Fabulous, I guess. Yes, yeah. But then you've got The Witness Trees. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's another strange did they ever say the, song. Do they ever say the witness trees in it? They did not. No. Yeah. See, I think the witness trees is what you call uh, when the Lord of the Rings trees are brought to the stand. Those little walking things. When they're walking around beating everybody up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you've got this song is dumb and so am I. Uh, oh, and a quick question for you. What do you wear to a Metallica concert? Uh, I would wear whiplash pants. That's <laughs> track 12. Oh, and song number three is actually track number five. What the fuck? Yeah. And thank God it's over is like track eight. Uh-huh. And you've got also what you would say after a long night of drinking and you wake up, you go, somebody stole my eyes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on as far as I don't. And, but that one actually has has it in the, in the, in the chorus. It does. He, okay. He, yeah, somebody stole my eyes is in there. Some of these actually do have in the chorus, and you're kind of like almost some of the songs I listen to them. Like, okay, how is he going to get this title in the chorus? Because this is going to be some impressive lyrics. And God bless Corey; he he does it most of the time. Here you go, whiplash pants. Got it in there. Is it in mm-hmm. there? Yeah. Okay. 
I think it is. I, I that one's kind of eh, but yeah, right, right. But yeah, okay. So that cool, quick, quick album review there, and and song titles. You know, I know you've been to a lot of concerts lately, but uh, if I if I could, uh, could I share a quick quick story for you, please, with you? So you know, back in the day, I went to this the fabulous metropolis of Laporte, Indiana, which is somewhere you go when you have no other choice where to live. It is not a a lovely place. It's the coldest. Whatever, whatever. It's uh, uh, thirty below in Chicago. It's fifty below there. There's nothing to do there. Anyway, my brother uh, had his first job there, and I went to visit him and went to the town square, and they had this. You know, he said, "Let's go to this pool hall with a, with a with a random cover band, you know, playing GNR and Van Halen, whatever." And it, it, it just tell me if you've ever had one of these things. Are opening bands for when you have an opening band for a cover band? Are they going to be good? <laughs> are they going to be good? <laughs> I, you know, you would hope it would be a cover band for other stuff, you know? So if you're going for like a hard rock cover band, you would go and it'd be like a new wave cover band. Right. Kind of switch it up a little, get something for something for everybody. Right. But but if, if you're the local Laporte band, what's if you're the local Laporte doom metal band? You know, you've got to start somewhere, right? You know, there was like 15 people in there. This pool hall is like in the basement. And this band comes on there. And again, this is just a, you know, People just got off of work. This, these three guys come out and they look more depressed and don't move. They move less than Chevelle. Okay, so maybe this was was uh, the first version of Chevelle. And the guy just goes, "Hi everybody, we're here to play some rock and uh, we're gonna start out with the new. Uh, our first song is called." Fuck this life. That's how they start off. The, 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 oh, beautiful. 7.30, sun's coming out, coming through the window. You know, people are, are getting their, their Bud Light or whatnot. And uh, do you want to hear the second song? This is a very fat, fast song. But that, you want to hear their second track? They I would I would love to hear the second track. And at this point, my brother and I are at the bar. And instead of doing like a coffee spit, we just spit out our beer. <laughs> the first thing we sit there, you're starting to relax. You go, fuck this life. And then the song is just nothing but like, doom. Dome, dome. So it sounds like a grandfather clock. <laughs> yes, that was the subtitle of that song, Grandfather Clock. All right, so just to wrap this nice. up, with this song, so, so you go there, and then you know we're like, okay, wow. maybe they'll maybe they'll uh, switch it up before you know uh, the Van Halen cover band comes on after them or whatever. Wow. And the next song is all right. Then I'm going to talk about how I think about. How I feel every day when I wake up. This song's called Dead Inside. <laughs> so this guy is like the opposite of Paul Stanley raps. <laughs> I got a song I want to play for y'all. Called, oh yeah, Dead Inside. But let's move on. Um, oh God. Let's go back to the punk rock. We had to have a tangent. See, thank you, Rob, for fitting into the the template of the show which is to go way the fuck somewhere else and then bring it back in so it's not cobras and fire without the tangent that's right so bring it back in what's the next band we've done l7 that was my pick you thank you for letting me do that we started off with some menzingers what you got so let's play some bad religion what you got uh, you know, I'm going to play one. I, I think it might have been a single, but it's off of uh, The Descent of Man, which was a few years ooh, back. Ooh, yeah, that was, that was, yeah, they're hit and miss with me, but man, when they hit, it is, I think, um, obviously, I think their biggest selling album was Stranger Than Fiction. I'm going to guess. That seemed like I'm, the one that people knew the most. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. As far as that, that was when they hit pretty big mainstream with Infected and, and yep. uh, 21st Century Digital Boy seems like 
that's always getting played. But uh, yeah, they're, they're actually one of those bands that's every other album kind of thing. It's like this album, and then if that one album's really, really good, you're pretty sure that the next album's going to be eh. Yeah, so like we just said, Stranger Fiction, definitely their biggest, but for a new fan coming in, which albums would you recommend from that one forward? Uh, the one right after that, The Gray Race, was excellent. That was on um, Streets of America, which you played a few shows ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they had um, Going on a Walk and a couple other it, ones. Drunk Sincerity. and yep. Yeah, that The Gray Race might I have that one. I, I think it's probably their best album, actually. Better than Stranger Than Fiction. Gotcha. Uh, and then other than that, again, they get kind of hit or miss, but Process of Belief and The Empire Strikes First were both really good. And most recently, The Descent of Man. Uh, it was probably the best one. That was in 2010. Okay. Do so you want to play something off that one? Yeah, let's play Only Rain, which I think might have been a single, but you know, no one's playing Bad Religion on the radio, so... next uh next i was going to talk about uh it's been a while uh since chatted about some concerts and i've been to a few over the last couple months even though i live in the sticks in indiana all right name the first concert you saw in order well it was uh baco's favorite band actually 
uh, I could go through a funny list, but go ahead. Which one? Uh, that would be Bush. Oh, big fan. Yes. Loved their live yeah. performance at, at uh, Northern Invasion. Yes. Baca loved them. So uh, this is the third or fourth, I can't remember which time I've seen Bush. My wife is a super fan of the band. Um, this show was a little bit different than usual. The new album is a little bit uh, darker, I think, because it's after his divorce from Gwen Stefani. Um, oh, the band it was too sad. It was too sad, Gavin. Sad. Oh, look was, at me. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a sad machine head. Oh, it's the little things that make me upset. I'm a pretty sad man. Oh, I can't yeah, think of I'm, any other song titles to to do with this voice, but I'm very but, sad. Have you seen my divorce papers? Let me read them to you. But, you know, everything's in, so. Oh, boom. Brought it in. Brought it that's in. That's, that's nice. Brought that's nice. It. Is this the, is it, are they currently on the Gwen Stefani took all my fucking money tour? Basically, that, yeah. I think that's why they tour so much. A lot of the bands do be. do that after like a, a divorce. Or I think that's one of the reasons that Vince Neil tours and is now playing a water park near me. Uh, yeah. Come on, let's, let's talk. Let's, what, no, tell the me some, band, some, uh, some some odd. There was an odd mix of of uh, people in the crowd. Yes, it was. It was weird. It was um, the place smelled like a frat house uh, the day after a, a raging kager. Oh, so you're telling me it was a it was a bro down. This is a bro it audience. Was, Kind of a bro down. It was a weird vibe. Um, but young bros or 40-year-old bros? Yeah, older bros, 50-year-old bros. Um, but all yeah, bro. the young all bro. old bros. Yeah, the younger people were, were cool. They were fine. The, the ones that were, were bad were the, uh, the the older ones. I mean, they were getting really fucked up. So and, well, hold on for a second. So, But, but it wasn't yeah. predominantly woman? Because that's what I would think would, it would be. You would. Yeah, and every other time I've seen Bush, it's that way. But no, this was primarily dude. Just bro. Okay, go ahead. It, it was weird. And so, okay, so the Bush always, during the song Little Things, they always come out, or Gavin always comes out and sings in the crowd. So he comes through and walks through the balcony, if, if it's in that kind of venue or or whatever. And so he just comes walking out and walks straight up into the crowd on the floor and is singing to them or whatever. So he got to this one group that was like five feet off to my left. And these were like 50s guys and uh, start singing little things. And I had never seen grown men squee the way these guys did. It was like they were tweens. It was like they were tweens at a Bieber show. It was. Like that? Oh, my God. After he he like went on his way. They were like high fiving and bro like, hugging. Like, you mean like he just came by? You mean they were hugging themselves? The fact that Gavin came by them? Yes, yes. They were so excited, <laughs> and this one dude was like so excited that for the rest of the show he just kept high fiving everyone. You he too? was just high five during the show, just random people, just high fiving, putting his arms around people and singing to them. Um, it was really uncomfortable. So I was standing there at one point and, and the guy was like sidling around, high-fiving and stuff. And I felt him near me and I kind of looked over to my to my left and he was standing there and he had his hand just up at like face level, just looking at me, <laughs> just straight up. And I looked at him, I just did a, just did a, one of those, just a little tap. And, uh, but and he, then he I, turns around and he's got, the, he has that big smile look, right? Like, <gasps> 
like right he's like got the we're having a we're having a blast and you're having a blast with me brother and i love you that's the best of it when you're in a concert like like you know oh. i do that if my favorite song plays and i'm like yeah the end the last chord hits you're like yeah motherfucker yeah and you're like that but if you do that constantly how are you that excited all the time like every time you're hitting the climax like <laughs> oh my god fucking yes they just <laughs> stopped the song they started it they just did a guitar fuck yes high five you have five and motherfucker Did it was you just, see what he did? That guy just... Oh, fuck, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were just going nuts. It was terrible. And, and uh, But straight up, like, like polo shirts uh, and uh, collar turned up or, 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 or more casual bros? They are more casual bros. So this the, the guy that was high-fiving everybody would, like, found this path, and he was, like, darting around the place. <laughs> he was doing <laughs> then, a tour of high-fives? <laughs> He kind of was. And it was like, oh, fuck, he's coming near us again. This sucks. I'm so excited. I'm going to spread my excitement to everybody. <laughs> you were definitely selling selling uh, uh, Bush hard. They're, they're I know. definitely going to sell some more tickets after this. But let's move I'm forward. Sure. That was a good one. I like the anything that has to do with the Bro Down concert. Bro Down. I, yeah, I had a recent Bro, bro Down at uh, Steel Panther concert. So I, under, I understand your pain. So let's get to some music, back to the punk punk theme. And I'm going to pick, this is a band, and, and maybe you know more about them, and please chime in, but The Descendants. Uh, they have, Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, they have a new album that you, you sent me, and apparently they've been around for quite a while, but I don't know really the history there. Uh, do you have any information? Uh, I do not really have any information. I guess, that, yeah, this album came out last year. I like it a lot. I would like to hear you say the album title. I'm looking forward to that. Actually. Oh, the Spasmatic Spasmoid or something like that? I don't know what it is. You, you say it. Hypercafium Spasinate, I'm going to go with. Yeah, I, think. I, I, I don't know. I'll just say it's the latest Descendants album, and the track I'm going to feature is the first one on there. It's less than two minutes long, and it's called Feel This. Super catchy. What do you want to play? Um, I want to hear off of uh, the new NoFX album, uh, which is called First Ditch Effort. Okay. Uh, the song Sid and Nancy.
Good pick. I look forward to listening to that No Effect song. I, I know they've been around forever, but the, the latest album is actually good. It's surprising that far into someone's career. Yeah, it's really good. They have been around a long time, uh, and they're related to a lot of the bands in that era. Me First and the Gimme Gimme's is, has a lot of the same members, and Pennywise, and No Use for a Name. And they actually um, referenced No Use for a Name in the song I'm So Sorry, Tony, the lead singer of No Use for a Name is Tony. I can't remember his last name, but he and Fat Mike, who were the... Uh, <laughs> All right. Fat yeah, Mike. Fat Mike's lead singer of No Effects. Um, is, is he related to Ask Dan? It is kind of an Ask Dan thing, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, that song was really good. It's about uh, Tony dying, uh, who was one of Fat Mike's good buddies, and, and they were all tied together. So it was that whole kind of love-love relationship between all these punk bands. But yeah, the album's really good. I was... Uh, pretty impressed actually with it so it's worth checking out cool so what uh what you want to talk about next uh next i had the opportunity to see the biters one of the uh, punk but definitely very streamlined pure rock and roll exactly kind of of i don't know i don't know what you say they're they're, how would you describe them garage rock uh kind of garage rock they remind me more more almost more cheap trick than anything yeah they got cheap trick but but they're they're Electric Blood has at least three songs that reference Kiss directly. Just a great band. Right. That was my top album for 2015. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure if it was my my number one, but it's it was definitely up there. It was a 
damn solid album. Enjoyable. So I was really looking forward to seeing them. Uh, they played at a place called State Street Pub in Indianapolis, which I had never been to before. It's about the size of my basement, basically. <laughs> it's just this. But when you see that, okay, even working into that, just to talk about the state of rock these days, yeah. you know they're not going to make any money that day. No. Right? Even even if it's packed, they're not going to make their, their... And they have like a 20-day East Coast tour. And they haven't announced the West Coast tour because I don't think there is going to be one for them, unfortunately. So I'm not going to see that. But please continue. And the bar had like movies going on the, on the TV. And so we watched most of Jurassic Park and <laughs> all of Purple Rain. <laughs> you were there and, that long that you saw all of Purple Rain. And all uh, or and part of Return to Oz when the bands finally started. It, I would, this is a fucking nightmare for me with my attention span. No it was a weird been. mix. Now they were playing music during this. They weren't. Sh- it wasn't like it wasn't music whoa, 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 from whoa, whoa, the movie. So the movie had, was so, just visuals, okay, which was okay. weird because Purple Rain's a musical. But you know, okay, this sounds like just a complete clusterfuck. Okay, so let's get down to the biters. Yeah, no, they were great. Um, the thing with the show was really weird. It was every band only played like eight songs. Uh, and Biters, I think, made, played 10. Um, so it was a really short set. That makes no sense to me. That's it was my com- That's my complaint because, that, first off, that means they're playing like 40 minutes max. Um, yeah? Or no? Yeah, it's 45 or 50. Um, but, I mean, the show wasn't – it started so late. It wasn't over until 1, even with that. That's crazy. So it was crazy. But there was only like 50 people in the bar. One of the songs they played live and seems to be a pretty big one that uh, I know Tuck for a fact wrote because he talked about it was Gypsy Rose, which is off the new album by the Biters. The future ain't what it used to be. So I'm going to throw another one in the mix, too, and that is a Tuck produced band. In other words, that the lead singer of the Biters produced the latest album from Wildlife called Out on Your Block. And this is 10 tracks of what I wish the Biters second album would have been. While the, while the buyer's latest album is good, this is what the sound that I wanted. So it's kind of odd that he produced. I, I think Wildlife is better than the latest. Uh, yeah, I agree. I yeah, do. I do yeah. agree. Yeah, this is a really good album. It should be in my top ten too. Yeah. So I'm gonna. You can pick pretty much any track on this. I played. Oh God, I don't even remember what I played. I think I played um, uh, Teenage Heart. Is I think what I played before. But I'm gonna pick. Has a little bit of Billy Idol. If you can. Uh, You'll pick it up pretty quick, and that is Cuffed.
What you got next? Another concert story? Well, I, mean, I would I would have to say though, for a punk rock uh, episode, there's not as much punk rock as I would like. <laughs> no, well, I think we I mean wildlife and it's I, tangents. Wildlife, wildlife it's is, cobras and fire, cobras and yeah, fire, yeah, yeah. and tangents. Oh, there's definitely some punk in wildlife though. There's a little bit. There's a little bit. Yeah. So go ahead. What you got? Uh, yeah. So uh, this weekend, actually, Saturday night. At the Hi-Fi in Fountain Square, Indianapolis, uh, went to see Lucky Boy's Confusion, which was actually kind of a bucket list band because I never thought I would get the opportunity to see them. See, I'm not. I, I know of them and I know some of their stuff, but but uh, school me. What's give me a breakdown of the concert? Anything uh, random that happened there? And let's go. Oh yeah, no. Uh, so Lucky Boy's Confusion is a Chicago band. They had a big hit in the late. 90s, early 2000s, I think, uh, which was uh, Not Your Fred Astaire. And their newest one, after a 13 or 14 year break because their guitarist died, um, is now Storm Chasers. And it's pretty solid. So oh, I had no idea about that. I had no idea the fact that it's been that long, too. Uh, Lucky Boys Confusion was awesome. They it, This was not a tour. This was just a show. So they had two opening bands that were brought in by the club. And like I said, these guys, Lucky Boys, are from Chicago, so they just came down to play a show. Um, it was just pretty cool. They talked about uh, hadn't been in Indianapolis in a long time and actually apologized for it, and they were really kind of blown As away. They there was, yeah, it, they're not that far away. And there was a lot of people at this show, and they were playing a lot of their older stuff. Like I said, I'm throwing the game, which was like 2000, 2001, and people were singing every note. There was a really interesting point where uh, there was this kid in front of me that I was looking, he had a uh, cut on like a like a motorcycle vest and on the back like of, of it, anarchy or whatever yeah yeah sons of anarchy so on the back of it, it said angel city outcast and it said uh something crew or i can't remember exactly what it said and i was just like looking at this guy just the back and i was like huh and then next to it, it said la 
And I was like, okay. I was like, well, that sounds like the band Angel City Outcast, which is a Los Angeles band. It was a punk kind of band, hard rock punk band uh, from the, I don't know, mid-2000s maybe. Um, so I just walked up to the guy and, and tapped him on the shoulder. I was like, hey, where did, wh- how, why do you have that jacket? And he told <laughs> the story. <laughs> and he basically told me that once upon a time, he toured with them on their 2006 album, which was self-titled, uh, Angel City Outcast, and uh, toured with them for a few weeks in uh, Europe as their drummer. I know who this guy is. He's actually going to be at the Rock and Pods Expo. Is the the uh, one of those featured guests? <laughs> he may be. Yeah, he was that, tell- that and the session drummer from the uh, the third tour tour album. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and except except's going to be there. Except. Oh wait. But not but not but not Udo. Not the band, obviously. Just someone that likes except. Right. <laughs> Featuring the guy that likes except signing autographs. <laughs> exactly. Really like and the comeback album Stalingrad. Yeah, yeah, and the guy that rapped, you know, did did the did the cellophane on the Torah Torah LPs. You know, he's going to be there Ooh, telling I've heard stories. He has a way to make them perfectly tight. You know, he does. He's shrink he, wrap master. He's a gentleman. That's yeah. That's you know Jeff Franklin. There's going to be a whole Q and A with yeah. him. About I'm looking forward to getting his autograph. I've heard he is outstanding. <laughs> but anyway, so so so, do you think this is true? Do you think he's telling the truth or punking you or what? I don't know how you would make this up. If you're going to have a fake backstory, that's not the backstory you're going to pick. That's not the backstory <laughs> to go with. No, because he actually told me that of um, he said the whole time he's been wearing that, I was only the second person in Indianapolis that had ever asked him anything about it. You know, hopefully we can play a song by them. Is uh, they were really fucking good. They were this sort of proto after Guns N' Roses ish kind of thing. Kind of a punk, hard rock, that kind of vibe. And they did a cover of Detroit Rock City. L.A. Rock uh, City, yep. L.A. Rock City, I think they called it, which was pretty kick-ass. All right, Rob, so what you got? What do you want to play? Well, off the Lucky Boys Confusion album Storm Chasers, let's play Insomniac. And then off of Angel City Outcast Dead Rose Junction, let's go with Made for This.
Well, I think you've got your $50 worth of my time. What do you think? Uh, I think I miss Baco. <laughs> As do I. Think I. our listeners might miss Baco too. Yes, yes. I, I, I understand. I understand. I'm the, I've only earned $10 of your $50 donation. So hopefully we will do an actual episode of Cobras and Fire. But hey, pretty decent. I think we got some great music out there like we just mentioned. So let's just uh, let's close this out with a tagline and also mention... We want to see as many of our listeners at Rock and Pods Expo as humanly possible. And if you want to guest on the show, just go to our Facebook page. It's Cobras and Fire Facebook page and find the GoFundMe link to donate any amount you would like. You also get stickers. The stickers are fantastic, right, Rob? Mm-hmm. High quality. Yep. From a Minnesota printing company that Baco has a connection with. But you gotta get the t-shirt. That's the oh, that's yes. the thing. Correct. So we'll be Correct. we'll be rocking the T-shirts at the uh, at the Nashville show, right? Absolutely. Yes, they ship uh, early this. I think on the tenth. Yeah, just next week they ship. So, nice. in summary, why don't you mention the track you're going to feature, and we'll do all our tagline, and we'll get out of here. Yeah. So uh, just to kind of tie it all together, another new band uh, and a really cool new song is the band Shatterproof. Uh, their EP, I believe, comes out at the end of July. So I got a little time on that one, but the song is pretty kick-ass. And fittingly enough, it is called So Punk. Nice. So you want me to do the tagline or you want to jump in? Uh, it's just, uh, I don't know how I want to do it. it, it <laughs> it's, your, uh, it's your show, I guess. Baca's not here, so. I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll try. Let's try it. There you go. All right. Rock's not dead. It's hiding. And you found it. Well, well fucking done.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 